Section 14 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by TechSavvy, www.techsavvy.wordpress.com. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 4, Section 14. Selected Works by William Barnes. Had he chosen to write solely in familiar English rather than in the dialect of his native Dorsetshire, every modern anthology would be graced by the verses of William Barnes, and to multitudes who now know him not, his name would have become associated with many a country sight and sound. Other poets have taken homely subjects for their themes, the hayfield, the chimney nook, milking time, the blossoming of high-bowed hedges, but it is not every one who has sung out of the fullness of his heart, and with a naive delight in that of which he sung, and so by reason of their faithfulness to everyday life and to nature, and by their spontaneity and tenderness, his lyrics, fables, and eclogues appeal to cultivated readers as well as to the rustics whose quaint speech he made his own. Short and simple are the annals of his life, for a brief period accepted, it was passed in his native county, though Dorset, for all his purposes, was as wide as the world itself. His birthplace was Bagbeer in the Vale of Blackmore, far up the valley of the Stour, where his ancestors had been freeholders. The death of his parents, while he was a boy, threw him on his own resources. And while he was at school at Sturminster and Dorchester, he supported himself by clerical work in attorney's offices. After he left school, his education was mainly self-gained, but it was so thorough that in 1827 he became master of a school at Mere Wilts, and in 1835 opened a hoarding school in Dorchester, which he conducted for a number of years. A little later he spent a few terms at Cambridge, and in 1847 received ordination. From that time until his death in 1886, most of his days were spent in the little parishes of Whitcombe, and Winterbourne came, near Dorchester, where his duties as rector left him plenty of time to spend on his favorite studies. To the last, Barnes wrote the picturesque dress of the 18th century, and to the tourist he became almost as much a curiosity as the relics of Roman occupation described in a guidebook he compiled. When one is at the same time a linguist, a musician, an antiquary, a profound student of philology, and skilled with all in the graphic arts, it would seem inevitable that he should have more than a local reputation. But when, in 1844, a thin volume entitled Poems in Rural Life in the Dorset Dialect appeared in London, few bookshop frequenters had ever heard of the author. But he was ready, well known throughout Dorset and there he was content to be known a welcome guest in castle and hall but never happier than when gathering about him the jobs and letties with whom thomas hardy has made us familiar he delighted their ears by reciting his verses the dialect of Dorset, he boasted, was the least corrupted form of English. Therefore, to commend it as a vehicle of expression, and to help preserve his mother tongue from corruption, and to purge it of words not of Anglo-Saxon or Teutonic origin, this was one of the dreams of his life. He put his impressions of rural scenery and his knowledge of human character into metrical form. 
He is remembered by scholars here and there for the number of works on philology, and one in which, with zeal, but with the battle against him, he aimed to teach the English language by using words of Teutonic derivation only. But it is through his four volumes of poems that he is better remembered. This include Homely Rhymes, 1859, Poems of Rural Life, 1862, and Poems of Rural Life in Common English, 1863. The three collections of dialect poems were brought out in one volume with the glossary in 1879. A poet fresh as the dew, the first English purely pastoral poets, the best writer of eclogues since Theocritus. These are some of the tardy tributes paid him. With a sympathy for his fellow men, and humour akin to that of Burns, with a feeling for nature as keen as Woodsworth's, though less subjective and with the power of depicting a scene with a few well-chosen epithets which recalls tennyson barnes has fairly earned his title to remembrance the life of william barnes poet and philologist written by his daughter mrs boxter was published in eighteen eighty seven there are numerous articles relating to him in periodical literature one of which a sketch by thomas hardy in volume eighty six of the Ethunium is of peculiar interest. Blackmoor Maidens The primrose in the sheed do blow, The cowslip in the sun, The thyme upon the down do grow, The clothe where streams do run. And where do pretty maidens grow, And blow, but where the tower Do rise among the bricking tons, In Blackmoor by the star? If you could see the comely gate and pretty Phoebus smiles, a trippin' on so light a weight and steppin' off the stiles, again to church as bells do swing and ring within the tower, you'd own the pretty maidens. Please, is Blackmoor by the stour? If you roam Wimborne, took your road to stour or Palador and all the farmers housen showed their daughters at the door you'd cry to bachelors at home here come within an hour you'll wind ten maidens to your mind in the blackmoor by the stour if you'd looked within the door to see em in their pleas a doin housework up a war their smiling mother's fees You'd cry, why, if a man would vive and thrive it without a dower? Then let and look and out as wife in Blackmoor by the stour. As I upon my road did pass a schoolhouse back in May, there out upon the beaten grass were maidens at their play. And as the pretty souls did twall and smile, I cried, the flower o oh, beauty then is still in bud in blackmoor by the stour may come out of door this spring dismay the trees be green the yields be gay the weather's warm the winter blast we all his train o clouds is past the sun do rise while woke to sleep to take a higher daily sweep we cloudless feast a flinging down his sparkling light upon the ground the air's a streamin soft come drove 
the window open let it blow in drove the house where wire and door a shut kept out the cold of war come let the view dull embers die and come below the open sky and wear your best will fear the ground in colours gay mid sheem your gown and goo and rigwi me a smile or two up over geet and style draw zunny parrocks that do lead we crooked hedges to the mead where elms high in stately ranks do rise roam yellow cowslip banks and birds do twitter roam the spray o bushes decked we snow white may and gill cups we the daisy bed we under every step you tread we'll wind up now the hill and look all down the thickly timbered nook out where the squeer's house do show his grey walled peaks up drove the row o sheedy alums where the rock do build her nest and where the brook do creep along the meads and lie to catch the brightness of the sky and cows in water to their knees do stand a whisking of the lees mother o blossoms and of all that fear a veiled from spring till fall the guku over white-weaved seas do come to zing in thy green trees and butterflies in giddy flight do gleam the most by the gay light oh when at last my fleshly eyes shall shut upon the wheels and skies midsummer's sunny days be gone and winter's clouds be come on nor mid i draw upon the earth o oh, thy sweet air my latest breath alasen i mid want to stay behind for thee o flowery may Mercantile Poems of Rural Life Twere when the busy birds did lee, we shin and wings roam tree to tree, to build upon the mossy limb their hollow nests rounded rim, the while the sun a zinking low did roll along his evening bow. I come along where the white horned cows, within a nook as screened by boughs, did stand and flip the white hooped pails we hairy tufts o swinging tails and there where zenny coom agone along the path a view steps on a baron on her head up straight her pale v slowly right and wait and hoops a shinin lily white again the evening slantin light and zo i took her pale and left her neck a freed roam all his heft and she a lookin up and down v sheeply head and glossy crown then took my side and kept my peace a talkin on v smilin fees and zettin things in such a light i'd fain a heard her talk all night and when i brought her milk of ore the geet she took it to the door and if her pail had but allowed her head to wall she would have bowed and still as twere i had the sight oh her sweet smile throughout the night jessie lee above the timbers bending shouts the western wind did softly blow 
and up over the nap the clouds did ride as wide as driven snow rome west to east the clouds did swim we wind that plied the alum's limb rome west to east the stream did glide a shin and wide we wind and brim how fear i thought of all the sky the slowly swimming clouds do look how soft the winds are streaming by how bright do roll the weavy brook when there a passin on my right a walkin slow and treadin light young jessie lee come by and there took all my seer and all my sight wo lovely were the looks of her fees held up over the western sky and comely were the steps her peace did meek a walkin slowly by but i went east we bitten breast we wind and cloud and brook wore rest we rest a lost wore jessie gone so lovely on toward the west blow on o winds a third the hill swim on o clouds o waters tall down meshy rocks from well to mill i can now overlook ye all but roll o sun and bring to me my day is such a day there be when zome dear pat to my abode shall be the road of jesse lee the turnstile ah sad were we as we did peace the old church road we downcast fees the white the bells that moaned so deep above our child are left asleep when now was zingin all alive we took the bells to make the vive but up at wounds please we come by twere hard to keep wounds two eyes dry on steen cliff road within the drong up where as woke to pass along the turn and style a painted white to shin it by day and show by night were always there as we did go to church thick style did let us throw we spread in arms that wheel to guide us each in turn to t'other side and worst of all the train he took my wife we winsome gate and look and then zent on my little maid a skipping onward over jade to reach again the pleas of pride her comely mother left and sighed and then a wheeling noun white nook and in the fourth a shaken wild he sent us on our giddy child but yesterday he guided slow my downcast jenny volo voe and then my little maid in black a walkin softly on her track and after he'd a turned again to let me go along the land he had no little boy to will his lice white arms and they stood still to the water crowfoot o small feast flower that now dost bloom to stud we white the shallow froom and leave the cloth to spread his flower on darksome pools o stoneless tower when softly risen airs do cool the water in the shin and pool thy beds as snow-white buds do gleam so fair upon the sky-blue stream as white as clouds a hanging high awore the blueness of the sky the yellow water lily summer and winter when i led by summer streams the pride of lee as neighbors thought her while the sun we evening beams did cast our sheaves a third the water 
winds are blowing streams are flowing skies are glowing tokens of my jesu fleeting heighten it that happy meeting then when maid and man took pleases gay in winter's christmas dances showing in their merry feces kindly smiles and glistening glances stars are winking days are shrinking sheets are zinking brought anew the happy meeting that did make the night to fleeting end of section fourteen recording by tech savvy www dot com